Welcome to Data in the Digital Age, a CIO podcast series brought to you by Oracle in partnership with Intel. My name is James Henderson, Editorial Director of CIO in Asia, and during this two-part program, we will outline how CIOs can create successful and sustainable data management strategies. We will assess the state of the market from a digital transformation perspective, the key challenges impacting CIOs today, and crucially, the next steps to take to ensure data management success. Welcome to episode two, how CIOs can create data-centric digital strategies. In this episode, we will outline the formula required to create a long-lasting data management strategy to be used as a key driver in digital transformation efforts. We will also share CIO success stories in relation to data management, while offering guidance on how technology leaders can maximize data in the digital context. Our guest speaker is Hang Chung Heng, Senior Vice President of Asia Pacific and Japan and EMEA at Oracle. Han is responsible for Oracle's cloud and engineered systems business, drawing on more than 25 years of IT industry experience. Welcome, Han. So we outlined the value of data and the state of the market from a digital transformation perspective in the first episode, Han. But I just want to bring you in to focus more now on the data management strategy side and some of the key attributes. So maybe as a, as a kickoff in this podcast, what's your thoughts on how CIOs should begin to create this type of strategy? Uh, thanks, James. So let's talk about data first. As I mentioned in the uh, first podcast, data is the key for digital transformation. Uh, if you recall, three years ago, the economist has this on their cover, uh, where have the oil rigs with all the new tech companies on top of it. The headline was, the world's most valuable resource is no longer oil, but data. Now, every day, the internet creates about 2.5 quintillion bytes of data. That's huge, huge data. And in fact, 90% of the world's data today that we have, we have seen is created in the last two to three years. IDC predicts also that the collective sum of all the world's data will grow from 33 zettabyte today to about 175 zettabyte by 2025. So in short, there will be a huge explosion of data. The increased quantity of data will allow for a more qualitative approach to measuring or to analyzing our data. Unfortunately, only 5% of the world's data or even less, has been analyzed. In the last podcast, I talked about uh, AI. Now, AI, or artificial intelligence and machine learning, has been around for more than 60 years. But, you know, interestingly, 59 of those years were what we consider as AI winter. It's only this last one year or so you start to see AI scaling. So data really should be the next frontier for innovation. So as we talk about data, we should describe this data as a life cycle and part of the whole ecosystem. Uh, to that end, how do we look at the whole data system? There are many, many stages, about six to seven. So the first is really looking at data discovery, where the data are coming from. There are many sources today. Obviously, traditionally, you come from enterprise, cost systems, production systems in their applications. And then we start to see data coming up from events, IoT devices, sensors, and also more and more so we are getting data from the social media. So this is the part that we start to see a lot of data discovery from the data sources. The next uh, stage is really the ingestion of data. Now, these data are all raw. Once you collect it, you, you have to extract them, transform them, and then load them, the ETL that we all know so well. There will be a lot of tools to help ensure that that is done. But also what we're seeing, next generation of data flow coming through streaming as well from the web. So we have to have tools to be able to ingest them. Yeah. And once, once, that, once that is done, you've got to transform them and then, you know, moved into, into a refinement mode. So data that we, we often know from production system enterprise, they're all structured. 
they all stored in the data reservoir. Whereas uh, the new form of data, big data, unstructured data, they are stored in a data lake. And once that is done, then we can now analyze, predict, and measure with those data. Now, this whole process that I talk about, discovery, injection, transform, refine, and then finally to analyze and predict, mm-hmm. take a long time. Data preparation, when I talk to the CDOs, chief data officers, take about 60% of the time because usually when you ingest data, there are a lot of errors in the values. You need to do a lot of data cleansing, data migration. You need to have tools that can manage all this large volume of data before you can use it. And finally, to be able to use this data to act, right? So people will use it, machines will use it, application will use it. And finally, on top of all that, you have to have data governance, data security, and especially with the GDPR and the PDPA ruling, right? Uh, and protecting against the cyber attackers, we need to have a very good data protection plan. So. These are all very key part of uh, data management, right? Now, a good data management strategy will, will have to be a few things to consider. So first of all, we have to treat data as a core asset. Consider the journey that I talk about, the whole life cycle, that data need to be liquid. They need to be easily ingested from sources and stored in data res- reservoir or data lake, depending on whether they are structured or unstructured. And they have to be easily accessed by APIs or any analytical uh, processing engine. Now, the data architecture must be flexible, must be scalable, high performance, so that we can maximize the value of data. To that end, speed, fast access to data is very important. The data analytics engine must be fast as well, so that you can have the data that is actionable fast. And then it must be highly available, so that when people need data, they can analyze it. So imagine if you have 100 transactions running per minute, if it's not running, it cannot be analyzed, it's not available, how much revenue potentially will be lost? Just on that, Han, there's some great points, and that's really what we were trying to get. This is really the heart of the issue in terms of these step-by-step points for CIOs to consider from a data management strategy perspective. A couple of points to pick up on this, if I may. I mean, you mentioned uh, you know six, seven steps in chronological order. There's a few things that picked up, and you, you mentioned it yourself around it's not necessarily easy, but I imagine you know the data reservoir or the data lake, for example, might take a lot more work such as the data discovery stage and an ingestion of data than other areas. Are there some areas there that are more challenging than others? I imagine everyone would like to get to the nirvana of being able to maximize data and getting great information and you know delivering excellent customer experience and great user experience. Everyone wants to get to that stage, but what points on this journey that you've outlined are the main challenges there? Well, I think um, every part of this are important all the stages. Now, we spend too much time at the data preparation stage. So I think one of the things we have to make sure we become more and more efficient is the discovery, injection, and transform stage. Uh, These three stages are extremely important because you can reduce the time needed to refine and analyze data will be much faster. Then we can get value much better. Oracle, we did a research study together with Forrester to understand from the respondent what they feel are the important aspects of data management. 82% 82% of those respondents recognize and agree that the right data management strategy will lead to better business outcome. Now, 83% of the respondents also believe that data protection and data security is a high priority now. If I look at the priorities that came out from that research, is data protection and security, number one, data governance, and number three is data unification. Now, when you talk about the five, six stages, there are different stages of data. How do we ensure that there is a unified platform to look at this end-to-end. So this is an area that I think will be very important for us. So 
uh, how do we make sure that the data can become the driver for digital transformation within an enterprise is, is key. So what we do is, is we recommend and work with our enterprise in the last few years around three strategic imperatives to be a data-driven organization, to be able to use, leverage, and monetize the data. So number one, unified data fabric. How do you remove data silos? How do you ensure that you can integrate all your data and build a unified platform so that it can be used for your on-prem production system as well as cloud environment? The second, you have to innovate with the data, to innovate with the data so that you can actually monetize them, make them actionable and create opportunities based on that. And finally, 60% of the time, IT spend is preparation of data in the first three, four stages. Can we make it more automated to even autonomous? So move from automated to autonomous data management so you can spend less time in that area and focus on getting value out of data. So I think that is key to uh, data management for an enterprise. Just a quick one on this, given what you've outlined, it is anecdotally, but across Asia Pacific, would you say most companies and most businesses are not necessarily at this level of maturity yet? Is there still more work to be done? Obviously, it's hard case by case. There's different examples. But are you thinking you know, across the market, this is an area of focus where you know, CIOs and, and digital leaders should prioritize? Uh, absolutely. We haven't seen a widespread leveraging of uh, such end-to-end data management platform, mm. even though there are a lot of vendors out there that provide data management service and platform. But if I look at one aspect of it, which is the data unification, bringing data together to create value, really to uh, unify unstructured and structured data together. And we have many examples in the region, both in Asia as well as in uh, Europe. Now, one of the things we do very well is to build an end-to-end big data and artificial intelligence AI platform. Right to unify the data. And one of the things that we do well is this uh, introduce a product called Exadata. It is a system that we design using the latest Intel Optane chip and actually bring everything together into one box. And because this is designed for database as well as big data, it allows us to unify this through a single platform. Now, we have a number of success stories in the region. Let me share one with you. China Eastern Airline is our customer uh, in China. They've been embarking on a digital transformation journey for many years now. In, back in 2002, they have the reporting system uh, and then they move on to build business intelligence platform and they move, go on to build enterprise data warehouse and data insight. And as we talk about the data lake and data warehouse to move to real-time data management, driving operational as well as logistics data. So there are a lot of things going on uh, with data. And in 2016, we also invested in a big data platform. So along the way, you can see how they are evolving uh, in each step of the way to automate and enhance their data management. But in 2018, they decided to put all this together and call it the China Eastern Airline Data Labs. The idea is to be able to create that customer-centric, customer experience by empowering innovation through data, having data analysis for everyone in the enterprise. This is a key concept of the China Eastern Airline Data Labs. And obviously, using the technology I just talked about, using the process and data management process I talked about to be able to create an open, well-linked, uh, integrated data lab that will create value. So it's about data, it's about technology, and also the solution outcome, right? Not just on one thing, not just invest in technology, but uh, they start with the data. So today, if you think about that, China Airlines has about 800,000 flights per year and generate about 100 terabyte of data. So by leveraging the power of our Oracle Exadata and uh, big data appliance, they can handle 
large and massive amount of data to process results that can be done at a much faster time uh, to ensure not just the, the flight quality, but also safety analysis. We see this in gaming industry. We see this in Airbus, in uh, banks around the world as well. I was just, that's a really good uh, point. You've almost answered the next question, Han, around, you no, know, aviation is a really good example of leveraging data, especially around the customer experience side and driving customer loyalty. As you mentioned in episode one, you referenced DBS and the work they're doing from a digital transformation standpoint. I'm guessing depending on the customer and the, the business and the industry, that the need for data will change. But the underlining point here, I'm guessing, is that they do need the data. Absolutely. And in terms of uh, you know, the strategy and, and what the, the benefits are, you've very clearly outlined them. From an Oracle standpoint, how are you coming in from a helping CIOs maximize data in Asia Pacific? As we've mentioned before, very diverse region, different priorities. Every business is different. It's very hard to put everyone in the same category. But from an Oracle perspective, how are you slotting into this data story? First of all, we, we, we have come back to our mission statement. And not many may, may know what is Oracle's mission statement, but our mission statement is to help people see data in new ways, to discover insights and unlock endless possibility. So data is our business. Data is core of Oracle strategy. So whatever we do, you know, we begin with data in mind. I talked about Exadata earlier on. Uh, Exadata, it's the concept of designing a system. We realize that as we have customers, enterprise customer users database, they don't have a very good system that can maximize and optimize the use of the data. So what we did is we design compute. We move compute, storage, and network all to the data. Instead of moving the data to a separate compute, separate storage, and separate network, this is a design principle we have for what we call the extra data. Design for the database is a full stack, optimizes, likened to iOS is to iPhone, for example. So everything is integrated. So you, you can minimize the movement between data, compute storage network so that we can do things fast. Now, the other thing that I talk about a lot uh, in this podcast as well as the last podcast is artificial intelligence and machine learning. Now, when you talk about artificial intelligence and machine learning, we, we have to discuss algorithms, training models. Now, a lot of people bring data to the algorithms when they do the AI models, right? But for us, we do it differently. We bring all the algorithms to the data so the data do not have to travel. And the reason is because by bringing all this to the data, we reduce the, the time it takes for data to move between uh, the algorithms. And within our Oracle database, we have a lot of algorithms built into our database. So with that in mind, things will all surround the data rather than data going around to search uh, the computer and algorithm. Now we have been in the business for many, many years. As a technology provider, we have 42 years uh, in, in the business. I believe we are uh, able to do well to help the CIO maximize the data. Yeah, the credentials are, are in place. And now, Han, just before I uh, I throw it back to you for a kind of a summary, you know, just to, to step back a little bit, with podcast one, we looked at the state of the market, some of the key technologies and challenges facing CIOs, all within the context of data and digital transformation. We've moved that on in episode two to really go into detail on the data management strategy side, step-by-step -step guidance in terms of how CIOs can take advantage of this. And then, crucially, some success stories in the region to demonstrate this in action. So given everything's been said and given the credentials that you've outlined from yourself and Oracle in the market, what's your final takeaway to CIOs in the context of data management and creating that sustainable strategy? What's your final message, Han? 
I will explain just a little bit more about why Oracle in this whole data management, data-driven digital transformation strategy. We have about 42 years of experience in data management and in database. But what over the years we've evolved and created what we call a converged database because of the challenges we see today in, in the enterprise is to make data simple to manage. So for simplicity and to get a synergy needed. So a converged database need to create a simpler, lower cost and more reliable platform for our uh, enterprises. And to that end, if you look at the journey for database and data management, starting 42 years ago, we have the online transaction processing engine, the OLTP. We have mission critical systems for manufacturing, for banking, for telcos. You know, we then move more into analytics uh, with machine learning and AI uh, in, in the traditional space for data data management. And you see the market evolves to the next generation of data and data management. We start to see non-monolithic applications like microservices, IoT, key yeah. value. All right? And we have new things uh, that we talk about now a lot more, AI, machine learning, language like R, and big data. And data become from structured to unstructured. And we now have got database for documents like XML and JSON. And also internet with social media, you see the graph database where you know you can find relations between people and things and location services also available and map location services are available for spatial database. So we have spatial database as well as we build smart cities, uh, how we use database to analyze the landscape around. So we have all that built into that. Uh, and this is what we call a converged database. So instead of going to every different types of database provider, what we provide as a converged database is one that is simpler, create a much lower cost environment and is more reliable. The simplification is usually the hardest part. So to yes. you know attack that first, but obviously, and I've kind of to segue into the final point, mm. you know, we, we could be having this discussion in 2020, 2021, 2022, and mm. it changes depending on the market. And I imagine what you spoke about a few years ago would be different now, given the new technologies and the vast amount of data being created. So to segue back into what I think you were about to answer anyway, how yes. is, what's your final takeaway for CIOs in that context? Rather than looking at technology, technology is actually very fragmented now, whether it's cybersecurity, database, open source, they are very fragmented. Focus, innovation, and transformation on two things, on data and people. So a data-driven world uh, must always be on, must always be listening, and, and must always be learning. So the CIO need to think about that and create a data model that turns data into intelligence for each employee, customers, and partners so that to enable them to grow in this new experience economy and Oracle can help. On that note, Han, I want to say thank you very much for your insights in the podcast today, but also your, your insights across the entire series. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you, James. My pleasure. On behalf of CIO, Oracle, and Intel, thank you for listening. 